0: Welcome to the Voo Church Podcast. Do you see your future how God sees it? Your present holds the seed for the miracle to come. We often discount what we have in our hands, but God says you have everything you need for Him to move. In today's message, lead pastor of City Light Church, Pastor Jabin Chavez, encourages us to see the possibility in this message, It's Not Over. As we approach the school year, bless a family in need during our annual I Love My City back to school drive. Fill a backpack online at foodchurch.com forward slash I-L-M-C. Now let's lean into the message together.
1: Go with me to 1 Kings chapter 17, 1 Kings chapter 17. We're going to read a few verses together and, and we're going to get into the word of the Lord today such an honor to be here so grateful to be here the Lord said to Elijah go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon I've instructed a widow there to feed you they are now in famine they're in drought and Elijah is hungry and Elijah is thirsty and so God says I I want you to go to that village because there's a place a provision there for you I love verse 10 because it would it would help a lot of our lives so he went How many know that just an act of obedience could like really help your friend, amen, that you're sitting next to, amen, praise the Lord. Just just obey, the quicker you obey, the quicker you get blessed, the quicker you obey, the quicker you can step into all that God has for you. So he he went and as he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks and he asked her, "Uh, would you bring me a little water in a cup? And as she was getting it, he called to her again and said, and bring me a, a bite of bread, too. I love that. That's the most man move in the world. Babe, hey, can you get me some water and a sandwich? She said, I swear by the Lord, your God, that I, I don't have a single piece of bread in my house. I, I only have a handful of flour and a jar of oil at the bottom of the jug, which means I just have a little bit left. I was, I was actually gathering a few sticks. I was going to cook this last meal. And then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. I love this. Go ahead and do just what you've said. I love that. He's just keeping it calm. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. For sure. Go die. Whatever. But, but first, but first make, make me a little bite of bread. I think it's interesting that Elijah didn't say make a large piece of bread, cut it in three and we'll all have a piece because that wouldn't have required faith from her. He said, actually go, go make me a piece first. And then trust God that by the time you get back in the kitchen God will be doing a miracle and if you're if you're a tither in here you know how that feels you know what it feels like when when the enemy's saying you don't have enough but you trust God anyway now don't worry I'm not talking about giving let's keep it moving preacher then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son this is what the Lord the God of Israel says there will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again so she did as Elijah said and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days there was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers just as the Lord had promised I want you to look at at her mindset and I want us to correct this mindset in our lives. Verse 12, she said, I'm going to eat this meal and I'm going to die. And so here's what I want to preach to you today at every location, online, at our correctional facilities. I want to I get this little phrase in your spirit today. It's not over. Amen. It's not over. It's not Over. Can you elbow someone on your left or right? Get them right in the rib cage. Tell them it's not over. Come on, tell somebody it's not over. It's not over. Anybody grateful that this is not the final chapter of your life? Come on, it's not. Could anyone use some good news this morning? I just want to. I did not come with bad news today. I came with good gospel news. It's not over father bless our time in the word today in the mighty name of Jesus and everybody said amen Amen. Uh, prophets in the scripture are seers they they would see things in the spirit God would give them dreams and God would give them visions and God would give them words and so prophets would help the people to see what God was doing and to hear What god was saying this is why church is so important because what the preacher does is the preacher helps you to see and the preacher helps you to hear all week you've been hearing bad news all all week you've been seeing bad things and it is important to find a house like this a house of possibilities a house of miracles that reminds you hey 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 life isn't so bad god still has a plan god's still moving god god's still working but we are we are constantly bombarded by the worst the world has to offer. Uh, I I must ashamedly uh, admit that I, I am a TikToker. I get on TikTok every once in a while, and somehow my algorithm right now is like carjackings and fights. I don't know how it happened. I'm not a violent person, but it's just my algorithm right now. Okay, don't judge me about my algorithm. I'm not sure how it happened, but. What, what I know is that you can, you can get in algorithms of negativity that say, this, this just, oh man, look where the world's at. Well, no, no, it was just a crazy carjacking. It, it, it's not happening. Oh my God, another fist fight. No, 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 they're, they're, they've always been happening. They just weren't on TikTok. Um, and you can start to just feed the negativity. And what the prophet does is they go, no, 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 no. See, see it from God's view. Hear it from God's view. See what God is doing. Listen to what God is saying. Because it's going to be good. This is what the great Helen Keller said about our life, that there is something far worse than being blind. It is having sight with no vision. That's where we find the woman in Kings. She has sight, but she has no vision. I'm going to eat this meal and die. My life is over, but I, have come with a, I've come with a prophetic word today. I did not come to pastor you today. I came to yell at you today. I hope this is okay. You got the best pastor in the world. So I don't, I don't need a, I don't need a pastor. You let me just, let me just yell for a couple of minutes. Is that all right? Cause I, cause I want to remind you that it's not over. By the way, if you yell back, it'll be a lot less awkward. If I'm the only one yelling, it's going to get weird quick. So let me, let me help you here. We're going to talk about seeing you got to see your future. You got to see your future. You got to see your future. I'm going to cook this meal and I'm going to die. Let me, let me remind you that fear usually doesn't look like terror or fright. Fear usually looks and feels like hopelessness. The emotion of fear usually feels more like depression. It, it just feels like it's over. So it's, it's not always what you think of as a panic attack. I, I've had two panic attacks in my life. Uh, as a preacher, as a pastor, filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, the whole thing, knowing the Bible, and I've had two panic attacks. Both times I thought they were heart attacks. So I walked into ER. I said, hi, I'm dying. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> Something's happening. And they rush you in and they put all the things on you and all the machines on you. And they start freaking out. and They start drawing blood and they start doing all this stuff. And then then you wait. And as you're waiting, you're going, I guess I'm not dying. Because if I was dying, they wouldn't just let me be waiting right here. (laughs) And then an hour later, the doctor comes in. Hi, Mr. Chavez. I've I've got good news and bad news. The good news is you're not dying. You're not having a heart attack. Sweet. (laughs) Uh, You're having a panic attack. Excuse me. I'm a Holy Ghost filled. Bible preacher, I don't panic. Hallelujah, I praise. Now, nah, I tried. You know that—that's what I—that's what I—that's my theology, right? And he goes, "No, no, no, you're—you're you're having a panic attack and you're depressed." Excuse me. Because fear doesn't always feel like what we think of fear. It—it—it it, it feels like this is my last meal. I tried that church. I didn't connect. I guess that wasn't for me. I—I'll never find anybody. My. My kids will never serve God, my my spouse will never turn around, I'll I'll never be able to prosper again. I missed my moment. It's all fear. If I I could've, if I should've, if I would've, if I might've, no, 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 it's all fear. Fear feels like dread. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear lies to you. Let Let me remind you about these eyes, this is why it's so important to see, because your eyes will lie. Your eyes will give you the worst possible outcome. Let me tell you about two prevailing spirits in the last days. Jesus said these would be the two prevailing spirits that we would feel before the coming of the Lord. One would be terror, fear. He said in the last days, Luke chapter 21, verse 26, the people would be terrified. There would be a a spirit of terror in, in the world. Fear, 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 and more fear. We're all afraid of each other. We're, we're all afraid of everything. We're, 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 just, we're just afraid. You, no news is good news, right? You never go to Fox News or CNN or Tucker on Twitter or whatever you like. It doesn't matter. We don't, we don't open up the news to get good news, right? Anderson Cooper never gets up there and he's like, hey, I just found this kitten and we're rescuing kittens this morning. Isn't life so good, right? Tucker never gets up and goes, "Man, isn't it just life life is great. Let's not complain so much. Everything's actually better than we think." No, no, no. It's always, "We're going to die now." Because good news doesn't sell. And and yes, there's a lot going on in our world. That's scary. And so, but it's being magnified by our devices. So you have bad news, and we're we're being bombarded by the worst news possible worst outcomes possible and then we feed that and we end up living in this thing called a spirit of fear a spirit of terror but then there's another spirit it is the holy spirit and in the last days i will pour out my spirit on all flesh oh man it is so unfair to be a christian can we talk about it real quick because we have the holy spirit advantage we don't have to live by flight or fight or fright, but we get to live by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And when the Spirit of God gets poured out on the church, here's what we do, we prophesy. Come on, everybody say prophesy. Let me tell you what prophecy is, it's future talk. I start talking about my future. I start speaking about my future. I start declaring about my future. It's bad right now, but I got a better day coming. It's challenging right now, but the best is yet to come. I'm in a tough season, but God's preparing me for what he's prepared for me, and I'm gonna prophesy, but I don't just prophesy, then I get a dream. Let's put that text back up. I get a, I get a dream and I get a vision, which means I get a future picture of what could be. So I know what I see now, but I know what I see then. I know what I see now, but I know where God's taking me. I know, I know where I'm at now, but I know what God has prepared for me. And you go, oh, you're crazy. No, 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 I'm just, I'm just a dreamer. You're in denial. No, I'm just a person of the prophetic. Oh, you must just be denying your mountain. No, I'm speaking to my mountain. Cause I've got future talk in my soul and I'm gonna, I'm gonna prophesy over my marriage and I'm gonna prophesy over my children and I'm gonna prophesy over my business and I'm gonna talk to my future and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna speak well. I'm, I'm gonna stop looking at my life and saying, this is it. I must be dying. No, no, no. I'm gonna speak to something better. This is not the end for you. This is not your final chapter. This is not the last part of your story. God has better days. For you don't quit now don't don't quit in the drought don't quit in the famine don't quit when you're hungry don't quit when 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 it feels like all is coming against you that is not a sign that you're dying it's actually a sign that you're about to break through oh can I get a good amen in the house of the Lord she goes I've been in a famine gonna die in a famine never judge tomorrow by yesterday Never judge a future blessing by a past curse. Never, never judge where you're going by what you've seen. Well, this is how my family was, and this is how my daddy was, and this is how my uncles were, and this is how my aunties were, and this is how everyone with my last name was, and this is how we do it, and this is how we... No, 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 never judge tomorrow by yesterday. Because you're not bound to a family tree. You have the cross. You're a curse breaker. Oh man, you're a curse breaker. You will not repeat history. You will make history. You will not repeat the curses of the past. I'm talking a generational blessing. I'm talking to free people. I'm talking to prosperous people. I'm talking to wealthy and healthy people. I'm talking to people that are going to break addiction and break cycles and break what was and walk into what God has for you. I see you in your future and, and you look better than you do right now. But you got to see it. You got to see. You got to see it. You got to see it how God sees it. You got to see your future. You got to see your future. Number two, you have to see your calling. You have to see your calling. I've, I've commanded a widow there. I've commanded a widow there. I've commanded a widow there. Now, when you read that, doesn't it feel like Elijah's going to walk into town and go, hey, sis, I need some food. And she goes, OMG, I was in prayer this morning and God told me about you. You're in my journal. Oh, my God. You're the guy. Right? I mean, that's how how the text feels it's going to go. But when Elijah walks into town, she has no idea who he is. Because that word commanded really isn't the best Hebrew to English transliteration. The the better thing would be to say, I've appointed a widow there. Or I've called a widow there. Or I've anointed a widow there. Or I've chosen for special use a widow in Zarephath. She's called and doesn't even know it. She thinks she's going to die today, but she's anointed. Yeah. She's given up on her life, on her future, and on her family. But I've, I've called her. I've, I've assigned her for special use. And she doesn't even know it yet. And some of you don't even know the calling of God that's on your life. Because it doesn't look like Elijah's call.
0: Because
1: mm. you think the calling is this. Oh, Jabin's called because he's a preacher. Richard's called because he's a preacher. No, 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 no. She was as anointed as Elijah. <laughs> Can I say it like this? She did need Elijah's anointing, but he needed her anointing. She needed his spiritual oil. He needed her natural oil. They needed each other. I, I need you. I don't know if you know that. Preachers, I need you. Preachers aren't supposed to talk this way, right? We're supposed to, I'm the man of God. You don't go to this church, you're going to lose your covering. God's going to kill you. I don't know. That's how I grew up. I grew up in crazy Pentecost, right? I Sorry, that's how I still got trauma. I still go into counseling about that. Amen. Praise the Lord for all the recovering Pentecostals in the house. I, no, no, no. I need you. I need you and, and and by the way you need a pastor yeah. amen thank you for one amen it got a little quiet in here we need each other they needed each other's appointings anointings callings and when you walk in what god's called you to walk in and i walk in what god's called me to walk in we partnered together to change a city to love a city to help a city through drought to help a city through hopelessness to help a city Through pain, we heal together. They needed each other. She's sitting in her house. She's looking at her child. And the devil says, you're dead. But God had another plan. God says, you don't get her. I've appointed her. I've anointed her. I've called her. I want to. I want to remind you again, it's not over. The drought has been long. Hope is running low. Your faith is all but died. And the devil has told you you're next. But I want to remind you, it's not over. Because there's an Elijah who needs your oil. There's a people who need your grace. There's a people who need your calling. There's a people who need your purpose. You gotta see your calling. You gotta see your purpose. Life isn't just about you and your food and you're gonna die. There is a people waiting who need your story, who need your testimony, who need your broken life and say, if God could do something with me, God could do something with you. If God could call me, God could call you. If God could save me, God could save you. If God could turn our family around, God could turn your family, come on. Anybody still believe there's a calling on your life? There's an oil. But you got to see it. you got to see your calling. Someone needs what you have. Oh, God was whispering to her. She did not hear it. God saw something in her that she did not see in herself. Let me just remind you that she never heard God many like that I'm wearing a sweater in Miami in July. Does anyone else think this is a bad idea? Dear Jesus, spirit of Mr. Rogers came on me this morning. I thought it was going to look good. I didn't know I was going to be. Help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. God, God saw something in her that she did not see in herself. Let me just remind you too, a lot of times y'all look at us like we're Elijah. I feel more like her than I do like Elijah. I feel more like this is, I I don't even have enough. Why are you, Rich, don't invite me to preach at your church. Invite Earl. Invite somebody who's got it all figured out. Because we all tell ourselves that they all have it figured out. And yet we all just have a little bit of flour and oil. We all just got to see our calling. We all just have to see what God's. Let me give you two names, two names Viktor Frankl and Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud was a philosopher who said that the purpose of man and, and man's chief motivation is pleasure. All we want is pleasure. We're seeking pleasure, we're looking for pleasure, we're fighting for pleasure, we'll kill for pleasure. Whatever, whatever it takes, we want pleasure. And that is the chief end, that is the chief goal of man. It is pleasure. And Victor Frankel, he, he came out and he said, No, I actually disagree. I actually don't think it's pleasure, I think it's purpose. And Frankel submitted that when you do not walk in your purpose, you will medicate yourself with pleasure.
0: <laughs>
1: I will say it again, in case you missed that. Somebody says, say it again. We got a note taker. She's like, Give me that one more time, Pastor, I missed the part. back <laughs> now. If you don't walk, or it, yeah, if you don't walk in your purpose, you'll actually medicate. You'll medicate with pleasure. So, so you got the, you got the dream car and it's not fast enough. And you got the dream girl, she's not hot enough. And you got the big house and it's not big enough. And, and you got the zeros you told yourself you needed in the bank account. And it's now it's not enough of them. And, and listen, there ain't nothing wrong with the dream car, dream girl, dream watch, dream this, dream that. I don't, I, I love all of it. That's just not Purpose. And, and pleasure's not always wrong. You just can't love it because l- pleasure won't love you back. Yeah. Like, go get the boat. I love it. Let me go on it next time I'm in Miami. <laughs> but it just won't love you back. Yeah. Drive the car, but, but it just won't love you back. Get the, get the stuff. I don't care about whatever. But, it, but it's not purpose. And for some of you, I would just submit, and, and Vegas and Miami are very similar this way. We're chasing clout, and we're chasing pleasure, and we're chasing this, and we're chasing that, and it's all about status, and it's all about, do you have this yet? And we've got to be very careful that we're not medicating. Uh, Paul warns us in 2 Timothy 3 that we would, we would love pleasure. We'd become a lover of pleasure rather than lovers of God. How scary. So I want to love God and I want to love purpose. And then if God rewards me, great, but I don't love it, but I don't love it. And see, she had to choose purpose over pleasure because she could, she could have looked at Elijah and said, I'm going to eat this. I'm going to have one more moment of pleasure. And she would have died happy but empty. She would have died with a full belly and an empty soul. Nothing wrong with this. She was about to eat. God was about to provide. She just couldn't choose this first. Are we okay? Are we okay? Are we okay? So, so, so thirdly, 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 I, I, I have to admit, as a preacher, there's parts of the sermon I like, and then there's parts of the sermon that I love, and then sometimes, like this sermon, I'm just, I just had to fill time to get to point three, because that's what I really want to talk about, because I really like point three. You got to see the possibility. You got to see the possibility. You got to see what's possible. Can we go back to the beginning of the story? Hey, sis, get, let me have a piece of bread. I think he called her sis. I don't know. That's how I picture it. He says, give me, give me a piece of bread. She goes, I don't have any bread. All I have is some flour and some oil. I don't know if you just caught that. I don't have what you're asking for. But she had the ingredients. God, I can't do that. Are you sure? God, you're asking something of me that that I don't have. Are you sure? Are you you looking for that, but it's still in this form? Do do you right now have the ingredients for the very thing that you've been praying for? Do you have the ingredients for the very thing that God's asking of you? See, I I preached for years and years and years that God would never ask something of you that you don't have. But I kind of have to disagree with myself a little bit right now. I'm kind of contradicting myself. Because God was asking something of her that she did not have yet. But she had the raw ingredients for the miracle, but she had to see it. She had to, I hope I'm helping you because some of y'all praying for that, but you're not working this. Some of you are believing for that, but you haven't done this yet. Some of you, it's not fully formed, but it's in process. And, and, and here's the reality. This is in that. And that is in this. Can't give up on this. I got to see what God's doing in this. I, 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 I see this, and it's in that, and that is in this, but. It just isn't fully formed yet. And so, see, sometimes God will ask you for something and you go, God, I don't have that. But what God is really doing is he's trying to not only get you to see the possibility, he's trying to get you to take a step of faith. What he's saying is, I don't even need what I'm asking for. I need you to just say yes. I need you to be surrendered. I need you to be willing. I need you to give me your oil, your gift, your grace. I feel like Pastor Rich right now. Don't waste your oil. Don't lose your oil. Don't give up your oil. Because you have it. You just got to see it different. Like I don't belong here. Can I just tell you I don't belong. I'm from Belen, New Mexico. Belen, 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 Belen. There are more people on this campus right now. Just this one. Than in my hometown. We celebrated when we got a Walmart I had already left town by then but we got a Walmart y'all hey we got a Walmart there are more dairy cows than humans in Belen New Mexico I don't belong here I don't come from pedigree I don't come from the right family I don't come from preachers I don't come from I don't come from any ministry affiliation that should but I just I gave God what I had You just gotta give God what you have. It's not fully formed, but it's but it's there. There's a story of Moses' parents. They see their baby boy in Hebrews 11:23, and they look at their little baby, and I love what they say. They go, "This is no ordinary child. He's special." Violent, full of hate and fear, stuttering, couldn't even talk. Lying. You know, he wrote He wrote his own book, right? And he's like, Moses, he's the most humble man in the whole world. <laughs> Moses, Moses said to Pharaoh, let my people go. No, he didn't. Aaron did. Moses was too scared. He had a stutter. He was too afraid to talk to Pharaoh, so he made Aaron talk for him. But then he took the credit. Hey, that's oh he's special oh he's so gifted he's so special cause they cause they they saw him and they saw the possibility of him when he was still that lion, murdering, running stuttering, insecure broken little boy but they saw And you have to be able to see and you have to be able to celebrate and you have to be able to steward where God's taking you and not give up before he's done. Uh, Jesus and and his posse roll into a wedding and the wine runs out. I think it's interesting, right, that Mary goes immediately to her son. She's like, they've run out of wine. I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but she's kind of like, we had plenty till your crew showed up. (laughs) Like we were good for the week. And then Judas, all of a sudden, I don't know, he turned up and so she like makes it his problem, right? And she's like, they've run out of wine. I love Jesus' response. He didn't go, hey, go hit, go hit total wine. There's a couple hundred bucks, go. Right? He didn't say, yo, Peter, go go find some vineyards around town and bring me some grapes. He didn't say that. I need wine, Jesus. Yeah, go get me some water. We don't need water, Jesus. (laughs) We need wine. Yeah, go get me some water because I don't need what you think I need to do what I've called you to do. I need a yes. I need willingness. I need surrender. I need a little bit of faith. And what you have may not look anything like what I'm about to do. And God's not intimidated by that. You are. Give me some water. And he turns water into wine. Can can you see the wine in the water? Can you see the possibility and the impossible? Can you see what God is doing in your lack? Can you see? What God sees, can you see the wine in the water? Some of you are believing for a miracle in your marriage. Can you see the wine in the water? Can you see the miracle in the date night that you don't want to go on because you don't like them anymore? And the first hour of the date night's awkward. And you see, <laughs> the waitress, hi, hey, uh, good. Oh, it's great great it's on your phone for an hour but can you see the wine in that can you see that maybe if you'll give God an opportunity away from the kids and away from the normal and away from the screaming and away from that maybe God could jump in and maybe could you see the wine in that business plan that hasn't come to pass yet can you can you see the wine in the got to see it. And then you got to give it to God before it's done. But because we're religious and self-righteous and everything else, we, we only think that God will accept us in our perfectly matured. And he goes, you'll never get here without me. You'll never get to wine without me. So give me the water. Give me the flour, give me the oil, give me where you're at, and watch me do it. Can I get an amen from somebody in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah! <laughs> Lastly, there was a great preacher, his name is Dr. Robert Schuler. He planted a church in 1955 in Southern California that would become the Crystal Cathedral. Dr. Schuler lived in Iowa and he wrote to a friend in California and he said, I need you to find me a venue. I'm going to plant a church in Orange County. Maybe it will be a Jewish synagogue. Maybe it will be a Seventh-day Adventist church. Maybe it will be an Elks Club. Maybe it will be a school. And he, and he named eight different options. He goes, can you find me a venue? I want to start a church. And The man wrote him back and he said, Robert, this is Southern California. By the way, this is 1955. So nothing, there's nothing new under the sun. It's like small thinking is small thinking. Robert, this is Southern California. It is impossible to find a venue in Southern California. And when Robert received the letter, he grabbed a fresh piece of paper And he grabbed a pen and he said sir in quotations impossible what an irresponsible word oh i love that phrase (laughs) because for some of you you've said it's impossible and for others of you the devil's lied to you said it's impossible for others of you have friends right now saying it's impossible but i just want to say what an irresponsible phrase what a What a small, you gotta see what God is doing. Let's build an awesome campus on this property. Impossible, what an irresponsible word. Let's start another campus. Impossible, what an irresponsible word. Let's start a conference and fill an arena. Impossible, what an irresponsible word. I believe my husband's gonna come to Christ. Impossible, what an irresponsible. Oh come on, can we believe God right now? you cannot do that God can break in where your gifting runs out and your grace runs out and your power runs out, but God sees the wine in the water. Everybody's standing. Find, find someone around you and say, impossible. What an irresponsible word. Come on, tell them what an irresponsible not over. It's not over. It's not over. It's not over. And you're staring at what you think is your last meal, but it's not over. If you needed this word today, if you needed hope, and if You just would even just say, Javen, you're preaching to me right now. That was my word, I needed that word. Can I just see your hand all over the room? It's not over, it's not over. I speak life over you right now. I speak hope over you right now. I declare this is not your last meal. (laughs) This is not the end of your story. It might be the completion of a chapter, but it's not the end of your story. It might be the final sentence of that season. But it's not the final sentence over your life. I see you in your future. And you look better than you do right now. So don't you dare give up. And don't you dare quit. Because the hand of the Lord is upon you. God's grace is strengthening you. I feel the the wind of the spirit of god that fresh fire even right now just just blowing into your soul i speak life over you right now i speak hope over you i speak peace over you i know it is seemingly so far fetched so impossible but you got to see the wine in the water I see the wine I see the supernatural in your natural I see the move of God in all of your movements I see, you've tried and you feel like the drought will be longer than your faith but no today God sustains you today God multiplies the oil today God multiplies the flower today God multiplies your life today God multiplies your faith and your hope it's not over it's not Over, I declare in the mighty name of Jesus that it is not over. I want everybody to shout that out loud. Come on, it's not over. Come on, one more time, it's not over. Come on, one more time, it's not over. Come on, boo! If you believe it, let's give God the best shout of praise all over the room. Come on, celebrate, celebrate,
0: celebrate the Lord. Thank you for listening to today's message. VU, we believe we aren't meant to do life alone. We've been created with a unique purpose and designed to live in relationship with Jesus. If you've never surrendered your life to Him, we want to create an opportunity for you to do so today. If you want to say yes to Jesus, would you pray this with me? Dear Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I trust you with my past. I Ask that you guide me in my present and I even place my future in your hands. I'm yours, Lord, now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made the decision to follow Jesus today, we want to partner with you in your next steps on your faith journey. Go to voochurch.com forward slash online. We love you.